Hey, Curtis. Hey, Oz. What do you got for us this week? This week, we've got Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. (laughs) (laughs) Crossed with young guns. (laughs) Plus a whole lot of, we got a great big convoy rocking through the night. We got a great big convoy. H-E, beautiful sight. Convoy. (laughs) This week's movie is Maximum Overdrive. movie marriage was better than the movie <laughs> it was it was i and just as coke fueled oh as yeah Maximum absolutely yes. took me, took, three. It, it took me a lot of cocaine to come oh, up with that one. man i love it when there's a when when a, like a a sequel makes our movie marriage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're talking about just <laughs> the work of an auteur <laughs> yes <laughs> when the reference point is the third movie <laughs> exactly skip the cameron ones yeah. let's go straight to part three yeah and, and, and a forgettable movie at that yeah i've not even seen it i've only seen the first two terminators i've seen parts of the third one it was okay i've not seen all of the terminators no. movie so uh <laughs> welcome back yeah. listeners and viewers to another week of let's talk about flicks the weekly podcast where we take a monthly theme this month being stephen king movies yeah <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you be so masculine. I've been working at it a lot. Yeah, yeah, Ar- armpits. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been working on my masculinity. Did you have that facial hair when we started the show? No, it's when we were chatting beforehand. I was clean shaven, and I just closed my eyes and squinted, and just boop. Well, I just, think just when you pushed dropped it out, that, yeah, <laughs> just. It all it all just came out, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. forced it's it out. A lot of therapy, a lot a lot of mascu- masculine uh, masculine therapy. A lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of MT. Right, masculine therapy. Masculine therapy. Yeah. Um, it, fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. So I, uh, I'm, I'm mainlining testosterone right now. <laughs> Speaking of main, we're talking about a Stephen <laughs> King movie here. <laughs> Smooth segue. <laughs> Speaking S- of mainline, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King uh, written and directed. Uh, yes, uh, he did. Maximum Overdrive. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, he also mainlined a lot of testosterone and a <laughs> lot of a lot of cocaine. Yeah, you you it's it's to be understood that. You cannot get more overdriven than this movie. Yes, literally and figuratively. This is the this is the maximum level of it, being it is. overdriven. There's no more overdrive available. Right. It's all here. Further. They took it all. Officer, he's already pulled over. <laughs> I can't pull over any further. Oh, and this is your contribution this week. It so, is. I've uh-huh. got the cast. I gotta feel like this is gonna be a fun week, guys. I think so. I think so. Uh, your cast stars Emilio mm. Estevez as, uh. as as Bill Robinson, uh, a man that you're not gonna danger. Bill Robinson. <laughs> uh. That would have been that would have been a fun little addition there, but we didn't get that. Oh. Uh, yeah, Bill Robinson plays your um, f- former prisoner slash. Fry cook at a yep. truck stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, one, that one just rolls off the tongue. It's all working out for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Pat Hingle as Bubba Oh boy, Andrew oh Trump. boy, do we. Yeah, we got we, we got we got Pat Hingle here. The, the the Pat Hingle of this movie is the what's his name of Christine last week. 
Yes. <laughs> You're the golden key to the crapper. You're the golden key to the crapper. So, ah. Pat Hingle is Bubba Hendershot. We got Laura Harrington as Brett Graham. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as as <laughs> SNL's Pat. Like, what an androgynous <laughs> name, Brett Graham. <laughs> Brett Graham. <laughs> Are you Like, Brett Butler, I guess, is the only other female Brett I know of. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, former, uh, former Dodgers and Giants center fielder Brett Butler. That's true. That's true. Same person. Same yep, person. Yep. She she had her own sitcom in the '90s, and she played center field on the West Coast in the '80s. Yep. It's, it happens. So mm-hmm. uh, Lisa Simpson herself, Yardley Smith as Connie, <laughs> and her husband John Short as you, Curtis, <laughs> as me, as you, uh, and then really just a bunch of others. You got uh, you, you got easily my favorite character. Uh, Wanda June, played by Ellen <laughs> Ellen McElda. Oh, she acted the butt off that role. Yeah, she was like, uh, I'm going to retire after this one, and I'm leaving it all we on the field. We made <laughs> you! <laughs> we got a surprise appearance by uh, Frankie. All, a- act, acting, by the way, folks, acting is all in the shoulders. Oh, right. this, is, this is what it sells is. acting. It's a, she moves those shoulders <laughs> like you're going to hear like a... <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Frankie Faison as Handy the trucker, and sure. the and the the one responsible for introducing our main, I guess, villain to the movie. Sure, why not? Um, and then we just get a bunch of others. We got a Brad. We got a couple of Kellers. We get a Joey and an Andy. We got <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito as yes, video player. Uh, another another '80s blink and you'll miss it role as he was also a blink and you miss it in Trading Places. That we yes, he was. Uh, and then just to round it off, we get a we get a nice Marla Maples. <laughs> yep. yep. As second woman, we get Stephen King himself, which is which is pretty awesome that he's like, look, I wrote this book, I wrote this screenplay, I'm directing this. You bet I'm going to have the first lines in the movie. Oh yeah, of course. And then ACDC, because this, like we mentioned last week, this is really just an ACDC music it video. It is. It is. It's it's a 90-minute ACDC video. Yeah. That's all it so is. So Emilio Estevez is doing dirty deeds, and they're done dirt cheap. Well, yeah, very cheap. Very cheap. So. Low cost. Low cost yep. deeds. And Which so was actually the original yeah. name of the song, Low Cost Deeds. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cheap, cheap work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That just didn't roll off the tongue the way dirty uh, no. deeds done dirt cheap. No. <laughs> so, and that's it. That's your that's your cast list. That's our cast. Uh, another Dino De Laurentiis movie. I, here, I know. I that is not in my three two ones. Although I was excited to see it. Yes. Um, what does this movie start with, Curtis? This movie starts with one of our favorite things, Oz. I'm so excited to share I this with too. you. It starts with on-screen text. Yeah. Oh, one of I our love, favorites. Beep, I beep, love beep, exposition beep. before my exposition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Masculine. exposition Yes. On June 19th, 1987, at 9.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Earth passed into the extraordinarily diffused tail of Rhea M, a rogue comet. According to astronomical calculations, the planet would remain in the tail of the comet for the next eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. Such a waste of type. Like, like just the amount of detail. I mean, it's like there's... Obviously, no thought given to it. You just random no. numbers pop up there. 
But just well, again, this whole mo- this whole movie was just a cocaine fueled fever dream. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, for sure. Stephen King probably just fell asleep on the keyboard, and this is what came out. <laughs> right. I would. He he wouldn't remember it if even if that's even what he did. So. <laughs> so this movie is set is set in and was shot in Wilmington, North Carolina. So not Maine. This movie is clearly southern. Has a very southern well, uh, appeal to it. <laughs> really, what that means is Stephen King did something while he was on vacation in Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> Probably he went down he to see Kitty Hawk, where the Wright brothers. Well, took he off. was trying to save his coke dealer some time, and he just met him at the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows the best cocaine comes out of Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> at the Dixie Boy. <laughs> uh, is this also where Do- uh, Dawson's Creek was set? Probably. A lot of, also a lot of similarities. Yeah. Show. All, yeah, also a lot of cocaine in Dawson. In Lots Dawson's of Creek. cocaine. <clears throat> yeah. That that crying meme of, of James Vanderbeek is Dawson. He, he, Josh Jackson doesn't do anything unless there's cocaine. No, no. It's it's in his contract writer. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, Joshua Jackson. <laughs> right. And by the way, the Joshua Jackson, you know, any um any personalities referenced to or resembling anyone of is purely coincidental. Specifically, Joshua Jackson. Right. That, that, we just want to throw that out there because we don't we don't <laughs> want Joshua Jackson and his legal team chasing us down. No, I, I don't need that. <laughs> Emptying from, our from, Patreon coffers. No, we don't need that from from Pacey. <laughs> right. Well, we probably should give it a throw out to our Patreon subscribers before you get rolling too yes. far into the plot. Yes. Speaking uh, of. Yeah, so thank you for your continued patronage, Don S., Aaron A., and Mandy K. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. Wilmington, North Carolina. The bank says 9.48 a.m. Oz, and this is one minute after the opening the opening text there, so you know bad things were about happen. to happen. Uh-huh. We're in the thick of it. The, bank, the bank's electronic marquee says F-word U. <laughs> <laughs> to, because of, to Stephen King. Yes, and and the ATM that he's at, that Stephen King is at says you are in hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be- because this machinery knows what American curse words are, mm-hmm. and it's they speak English. <laughs> yep. So I like how he then turns to his wife and he like tattles on the ATM. This machine <laughs> just called me an a hole. <laughs> uh, we cut the two bridge operators playing cards. One is picking his nose as the bridge rises behind him. There's not a lot of subtleties in this movie, Oz. No. <laughs> uh, cars are sliding all around. Very fun sequence. So yeah, you know, it's just I, it's an old-fashioned drawbridge in the yep. middle. Yeah, and uh, there's cars going around everywhere. People are being ejected through their windshields. Motorcyclists <laughs> goes through with like like roller coaster force. <laughs> <laughs> it's the screaming eagle from last from yeah, was last week or two weeks ago. Everybody's parked on this bridge as it's as it's rising, by the way, yeah. and everybody's like terminal velocity, <laughs> <laughs> including all of the watermelons in that truck. All the watermelons in North Carolina <laughs> fall out of a truck and crush uh, Marla Maples. That's right. Yep. Donald, Donald, uh, President Donald Trump's second wife. Yeah. Second of three. Crushes Marla Maples. Poor Marla. Yeah. Well, Wilmington, North Carolina is the watermelon capital of North Carolina. <laughs> of, of East Coast, North Carolina. <laughs> right. Watermelon capital of Eastern North Carolina. Of Southeastern North Carolina. All 52 watermelon you saw in this wreck, were that was the crop. Yeah. So. 
It took them years to replenish. <laughs> Wilmington, North Carolina is the watermelon capital of Wilmington, North oh, Carolina. Those are, the, those are the most dehydrated people in America. <laughs> what are they going to do? Uh, the Green Goblin Mobiles, which is literally a gigantic truck pulling a Happy Toys trailer, semi-truck, with a big green goblet head on the front. I wonder if they had to get clearance from Marvel to do I, that. I was thinking of that earlier today when I was thinking about coming on the show. I'm like, I wonder if they had to ask Marvel or Marvel just paid to be part of the movie. I don't know. Stephen King just shared some of his cocaine. We'll never know. It's actually mm -hmm. probably Stephen King's personal semi. It could be. Uh, so this truck pulls into the Dixie Town truck stop. Uh, uh, Bubba, played by Pat Hingle and his cook Bill, Emilio Estevez, he calls him into his office. Bubba tells Bill that because you're on parole, I'm going to only I'm going to pay you eight hours worth of work for nine hours, and then gives him an evil Southern laugh. Yeah, because they're in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in an arcade there. Uh, the machine starts acting up, so of course, because he's a young black man, has to tell the machine's yo mama. Yep. That'll, that'll tell him. <laughs> <sighs> this movie feels like it was made in the 80s. <laughs> was it? I don't know. The 1880s. <laughs> <laughs> so the machines are going, going crazy. Uh, the coffee maker shooting cups of coffee everywhere, cigarettes everywhere, and a video game electrocutes poor Giancarlo Esposito. And poor, we know that because he goes... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shake your cheeks, Giancarlo. Yeah. Some great... Some great cheek shaking action. Uh, the gas pump outside shoots diesel in the eyes of an attendant filling up the truck. Uh, inside the server, uh, I, it's not Bobby Joe, but I keep thinking Bobby Joe from Evil Dead. Too. Oh, they're it's yeah, 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 basically same character. The server is uh, working the skillet for Bill while he's in the back with Bubba. Gets her arm cut because one of those electric carving <laughs> knives turns on. It turned itself on and bit me. It jumped right off the counter and bit me. <laughs> that probably would hurt. Yeah, I would imagine being cut in the arm by by an electric I, knife. I love like like the like shrieking string horror music playing when this thing attacks <laughs> her. Like you, it's like did Jaws just attack? No, no. It didn't. <laughs> that GE kitchen knife did. Yep. <laughs> uh, we cut to a Little League game because this movie is so well-paced, Oz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a player slides uh, slides into home plate in slow motion because that's what this movie needed at this moment. That That's what the story this movie needed to tell was this random Little League game and a player sliding into home in slow he motion. just wanted everyone to know he was safe. Yep. So he scores the winning run and the team wins, whatever. Coach says, I'm buying sodas. <laughs> what, is, what is it with people in this movie that tend to put their face right in the line of sight when something's not working? <laughs> like the, like the, the, the guy that was pumping the diesel did the same thing. Yeah, he literally just holds, <laughs> holds the thing up to, to his face. Just... And, he, and he's like sticking his finger in it like yeah. uh, as it's pointed right in his face. Right, and then of course it shoots diesel right into his face. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're trying to unclog it. I mean, best case scenario, yeah. it only shoots a little bit in your face. Right. <laughs> I mean, because that's what you wanted, right? You wanted to unclog it. Yeah. You just wanted to check. The only way I can see it is if my face is directly above <laughs> right. the thing. It's not my fault I'm farsighted. <laughs> Nearsighted. I don't ever remember the two. Something, something sighted. Yeah. Something I'm all sighted. Sighted. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm sighted. <laughs> We don't discriminate here, folks. Nearsighted, nope. farsighted. We right. just, yeah, you're sighted. 
Uh, the coach says, I'm buying sodas. Goes over to the machine, and the machine fires a can of soda out, hits the guy right in the junk. Yeah, it's the old Randy Johnson soda <laughs> machine. <laughs> we get we get the old, like, cross eyes, like, oh! Right. <laughs> and then it eventually swells up, because when he got pelted in the forehead at the beginning, it, it was fine. And then moments later, when he's laying there, he's just like this crater. <laughs> yeah, so- yeah. It shoots him in the head, and it leaves a dent. Yeah. It, it leaves a soda can dent in his head. Yeah. It caved in his skull. Yeah. It was, it was like, impressive. It's like Carrie Wood, Wood throw, it, throw an RC Colas out of that yeah. thing. The, the Aroldis Chapman Diet Coke. Aroldis <laughs> Chapman. <laughs> Four-seam fastball coming out of there. Here it comes. Nolan Ryan. <laughs> so he's dead. Uh, I, can't. <laughs> I mean, that's this movie, folks. Yeah, like, so, yeah. so, so he's dead next. Yep. Uh, a kid, of course, uses a catcher's mask to protect himself because this thing could dent a human skull, but but not leave even a scratch on a catcher's mask, and definitely not hurt your hand that is holding said mask no. to your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good thing it only hit the square inch that his yeah. fingers weren't on. Good thinking, Deke. Yep. So yeah, yes, Deke, the aforementioned Deke. Uh, he's there defending off soda cans while a friend gets flattened by a steamroller out in right field. <laughs> I love it. This, yeah, the steamroller just comes like sneaking up behind right field fence and it just burrows through the fence. The kid then gets like ejected from his bike and then just lays there as this like it's like almost reminiscent of that scene from one of the austin powers movies yeah. where he's laying there no! he has every opportunity to get up and run and just lays there yeah. <laughs> but we do but we do see this young man like hit head on by this so yeah it had it was equal parts ace or ace Ventura, equal parts austin power <laughs> laces out <laughs> it was equal parts Austin Powers and Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, Toxie. Uh, meanwhile, in, in a terrible mustachioed man puts his hand on the leg of a female hitchhiker in his car. Yeah, this guy was creepy. Yeah, he was. I didn't. I didn't remember what his name was. I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. It matter. Bible he's, salesman. He, he, he's you know creepy Bible salesman. Yeah. Brett, the aforementioned Brett Butler. Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> is in the car. Um, and the radio is on. Of course, he has his creepy hand on her leg. The radio says, uh, if you're on a major highway, get away at once. And so she's listening, grabs the wheel, and like turns them into a truck stop. Of course, he, he berates her for being immoral. And as he gets out the goblin truck, tries to drive him over. Uh, but he's pulled to safety. And as there was nobody driving the car, Frankie Faison still had the keys. Yeah. Something's afoot. <laughs> Something is afoot at the Circle K. That's right. <laughs> uh, newlyweds, uh, Curtis and Connie, tribe. Uh, and, and I, of course, they're still decked out in their wedding gear, yep. just married in the car. And yep. Very sweaty. They're not, I don't even think they know where they're going. No, no, they don't. They're <laughs> just, we got married, Curtis! Everyone in this movie is so sweaty. They are. It's a it's a balmy day <laughs> it's, in, it's, in North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina gets hot. Don't get me wrong, but like, I mean, everyone is just greasy and sweaty. Well, and, you know, it's it's comet heat. <laughs> it's the comet. It's it the just, comet. It gives, heat. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a damp comet. <laughs> right. 
Uh, they come across a dead man at a mechanic shop, flies buzzing, uh, and we get, again, uh, Connie is played by Lisa Simpson herself, Yardley Smith. Curtis is he dead? <laughs> Curtis, I don't like this. Very whiny. Yes. Uh, 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 another rig drives itself as Kurt, at Curtis and he dodges it uh, just barely. Curtis, are you dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Quick story. Uh, growing up, I had a I had some friends that lived down the street, and they were, um, it, they're the I think, and I this is gonna sound uh, judgy. I don't mean it that way, but like, like you know, these kids were my age. These boys were, were about my age, and you know, they were watching, you know, R-rated stuff. You know, uh -huh. I'm talking like third, fourth grade, and got it. Um, and like, like they I would, was. yes, <laughs> <laughs> you lived down my street. You would, and and like. And again, and I say that because I was naive. Like I, I didn't know any of this. Right. And they, they had watched this movie, and I had no idea what this movie was or what they were referencing. And then one day they just started call, calling at me, Curtis, are you dead? <laughs> and I'm like, No, no, I'm very much alive. Thank right, you. I'm right here, guys. Thank you. <laughs> no, I am, I am not dead. I have not passed into the into the realm. Of all the things in this movie, I can almost see like a third or fourth grader's eyes light up, like. We know someone named Curtis. Yeah, it's not not a name you hear a whole lot. Yeah, and this and this movie is not quotable. <laughs> uh, back at the truck truck stop, Brett and Bill uh, awkwardly, as I put in my notes, awkwardly for us the audience flirt with each other. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> it's, awkward. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's no good. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh -uh. Uh, and then we immediately cut back to Deke, the baseball kid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this this movie really weaves a tail, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Deke, the baseball kid, is riding his bike through the neighborhood. Sees dead bodies everywhere, Ozzy. Not phased. No, everywhere. And he's just kind of more bewildered than anything else. Now, I have a... Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish before I ask my question. <laughs> uh, and the radio warns that machines are killing people around the world. Deke hears the ice cream truck coming. Uh, he hides from it, uh, and then is chased by a push lawnmower. So what's on your mind, guys? All right, so question. I got a couple here from this scene alone. Uh -huh. um, what constitutes a machine? That's a great question. Because I think of it as something like everything that seemed to react thus far in the movie had some sort of computer component, battery, engine, mm -hmm. something like that. I couldn't make heads or tails as to why the sprinklers kept turning on and off. <laughs> I don't. I don't see sprinklers as a machine. Um, and my second question, I forgot. Oh yeah, my second question, I remember now. Um, if nobody is pushing that push lawnmower, how does it regulate its speed? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like a push mower can go as fast as the person pushing it. <laughs> that so, was a that was a cub cadet eyes. <laughs> when it was when Lawn Boy was chasing Deke. <laughs> Lawn Boy. <laughs> when it was chasing Deke, it was going at the pace of someone who was push mowing. I'm like, there's nothing holding you back, man. Just go. It could have <laughs> ran Deke down with no problem. Yeah, it, it didn't. That's but no, all it the, knows. The uh, the sprinklers that were messing with Deke as they would all turn on while he was riding by and then turn off when he turned to look like that. I'm like. But these are sprinklers. Yeah, there's no chips, there's no motors in that. Right. And yeah. and therefore, 
if sprinklers are going to do this, then shouldn't bikes also technically be considered a machine then? You're an idiot, Oz. You don't get this movie. I will admit, I did not I did not research the constitution of machinery. You don't understand physics and engineering like me. I thought you said you were a Stephen King fan. <laughs> Uh, I just I just think of Tim Meadows and, uh, and Dewey Cox. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you guys just don't get it. <laughs> no, so those are my two questions. Was valid 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 questions? Are sprinklers a machine? Sure, for the sake of the comment, they are. Yeah. Uh, back at the truck stop, Duncan. The mechanic with the diesel in his eyes is worried about his son, Deke. Oh, oh my goodness! He's Deke's father! The same Deke? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're 45 minutes in the movie and now this matters. Well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Bubba threatens to fire Duncan, the guy with diesel in his eyes, if he leaves to go look for his son. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Duncan goes outside and then is mowed down by a semi. There's blood all over the grill and everywhere. Stephen King took a lot of pride in making sure we saw machine man collision in this movie. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. This is, about, this is the second one I can think of. The first being the bulldozer over the kid, where, yeah. like, you saw impact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the goblin truck then backs into the Bible salesman, knocking him out of his shoes, and runs over his briefcase marked Holy Bible. Who said that this movie doesn't have social commentary, Oz? Yeah, it's deep. Layers yeah. deep. Take that, Christianity! It's like a like a dip. That's <laughs> how deep it is. Seven layers. It's, it's, it's like it's like a it's like a taco dip. <laughs> this is like this is deep, got, this movie's deep like a taco dip. It's got beans, cheese, guac, sour cream, meat, like, more beans. <laughs> this movie's got the depth of it like a trifle. <laughs> the whipped cream, chocolate, and graham crackers. It's deep. <laughs> Oh, at this point, all the vehicles activate and are now circling the Dixie truck stop. They're just they're just going around and around. Now. And uh, this would have been the perfect time to just end the movie. Yeah, because it it did pretty much end the plot. Yes, <laughs> what little plot there was is gone here, and it ended the fun. <laughs> like, yeah, this movie, this movie, like despite everything still in motion, it come to a grinding halt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Curtis and Connie, almost, they're back on the road with them, almost get run into by a big rig. And Curtis, of course, turns to Connie, I just loaded my pants. <laughs> this is after earlier he asked if he could watch her pee. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis, I gotta go, I gotta go to the bathroom. Can I watch? <laughs> I mean, this being one of the few Curtises in cinema, I, I learned a lot from this guy. <laughs> yeah, and and how long will it be before you get fired for just following women into the bathroom? <laughs> well, I just loaded my pants. <laughs> it's okay. I loaded my pants. I need to be in here too, so I'll yeah. just watch you pee while I'm here. <laughs> I learned a lot from this guy. It's not a lot of courtesies for me to look up to. This, how to this be guy. a good husband? We courtesies got to stick together. <laughs> Uh, it rams them from behind and then slips off the road and it explodes because that's what vehicles do in these movies. They just yep. they they hit a ditch and then they just <laughs> explode into a fiery inferno. Yeah. Well, safe the safety safety standards of the '80s vehicles were not quite at the part that they are now. That's why you didn't see smart cars in the '80s <laughs> because they would just burst into flames. It's called a micro machines. 
<laughs> they see a sign for a truck stop. Curtis decides to shoot right through the trucks to the to the to the cafe. Shut the gap. But they're clipped and flipped as they uh, as they try to. Fortunately, Brett and Bill free them. Uh, Bubba and Joey then emerge and shoot an RPG at at one of the trucks. Yeah, because Bubba has an entire arsenal of weapons. Yes, he does. Which are not machines. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not machines. They're not machines. It's not, not like that. Those, those high-tech machines, yard sprinklers. Exactly. They're, they're not as sophisticated a machinery as a sprinkler. <laughs> Was it one of those like sprinklers or one of like the? They were. They were the the rainbow sprinklers. Okay, those aren't as high-tech. No, they're not. Yes, there's not as much RAM. Not as much. There's not as much. Much larger motherboard on these. in there. Right, yeah, but yeah, the, the, all this arsenal of weaponry. No, these are no, no, no. no. I'm sure they had no, they had no serial numbers, so they're not no. machines. It's not like the gun on the vehicle that we'll see in a few minutes. Which, which yeah, that clearly was different. That is, was is on AI, AI driven. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's the Chat GPT mini gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> Brought to you by OpenAI. <laughs> Uh, Brett says that she was hitchhiking to Florida before every machine in the world went into. I'll yeah. save it for later, Oz. Yeah. Ride of the Valkyries plays, because why not? As Deke yeah. hides in the tall grass from a crop duster near a sign for the truck stop. Uh, Bill asks Deke's Joey. Resourceful. Yeah, he is. He's very. He's clearly, the, he's clearly the smartest character in this movie. <laughs> By far. So what does he do? Like any smart character does. He goes and fights the dumb characters. <laughs> uh, I got Ride of the Valkyries is playing. Bill asks Joey about Bubba's arsenal as he's looking over it over the stall at Joey while he's pooping. Because that's one way to get answers out of somebody. Do you mind not looking at me while I poop? I'll tell you whatever you want. <laughs> Just stop Claire making eye McCullen. contact. <laughs> Claire McCollin, Bill. So Bill and Brett go down to check out the arsenal, and Bubba confronts them. Uh, Deke arrives at the truck stop, sees the truck circling, and cr crawls into a culvert drain. Uh, cut to Brett and Bill playing footsie in bed, because yeah. they're because they're now postcoital. Well, it's the end of the world as we know it, and they feel fine. Yeah, <laughs> Brett, dirty Brett, too. <laughs> very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> very sweaty, very it's greasy. It's a clammy comet. <laughs> <laughs> clammy. <laughs> it's you, you lick your palms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Brett Brett tells Bill, I'll tell you one thing, you sure make love like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brett. <laughs> Such a way with words. I know, right? What a poet. You make love like a hero. <laughs> like a large Brett's... sandwich? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a gyro. <laughs> Complete with cucumber sauce. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Brett Bre Bre verbally speculates, it's the comet that's doing all this. It's got to be the comet. As we cut to a to a wide shot of green haze above the truck stop. Because <laughs> the Aurora Borealis has worked its way down to North Carolina. In Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> Look, kids, it's the Northern Lights. <laughs> it's the Northern Lights capital in North Carolina. Yeah. you can all, Everybody knows you can see the Aurora Borealis best in Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> on, a, on a clear night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Bill tells Brett he wants to sail with her to an island called Haven, where no motor vehicles are allowed. Brett, <laughs> Brett so says... <laughs> Brett says, you're not just a hero, you're a genius. <laughs> I, I, ta I take it back. Bill is clearly the, the, the smartest character in this movie. <laughs> I promise I will never die. Like, he's given those vibes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to sail with you to this island called Haven. We're not, like, you are a felon fry cook. How on earth do you know about this island? Did you read about it in the clink? <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> Oh, let's see. W Wanda June goes outside to yell at the vehicles. You can't. We made you. Oh, I wonder oh, if ACDC sang a song called that. <laughs> I wonder. We'll see if anything happens later in the movie. Uh, Brett says, maybe tomorrow it'll be our world again. And then Bill waxes philosophical. Was it ever? <laughs> <laughs> Deep like that taco dip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mongo <God>. question, Paul <laughs> and Rice. <laughs> Has to do with where Choo Choo go. <laughs> uh, the group then hears the Bible salesman screaming. He's still alive, Oz, despite being oh, knocked good. out of his shoes. Bill and Curtis go, despite Connie's pleas. Uh, they run to some like like a like a shower house and crawl into a sewer drain. Uh, meanwhile, Deke emerges by the Bible salesman, who gives us a jump scare. Uh, the man screams at Deke, Get me out of this ditch or by Jesus I'll kill you. <laughs> Spoken like a true Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill and Curtis save Deke, but not the salesman, uh, as they, they escape from a truck by, by diving back into the culvert. Uh, they get back to the truck stop. Bill shoots a truck with an RPG, and you hear the truck scream. Because why not? Uh, Bubba unsympathetically tells Deke that his father's dead. And Oz, oh, yeah, like it's like, you know, well, boy, yeah. I mean, it was like you said, with no emotion. Like it was purely unsympathetic. Like, yeah. Well, oh. boy, your dad's dead. Yeah, you bit it. Uh, I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Oz, but we cut back outside and we see another milk tanker <laughs> oozing milk. <laughs> I wonder if it was the same one that got Chris Walken. <laughs> it's trying to get Bill, too. Oh, that no. Same, that same first, milk truck. First Johnny, then Bill. <laughs> Only goes after people with bland names. This milk truck is responsible for all the deaths in Hollywood in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was Stephen King's go-to plot device. <laughs> milk <an> Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, ne the next day, as uh, we see a military vehicle with a machine gun uh, drive into the into the truck stop, followed by a bulldozer. Deke, Deke sees that and wakes up Bill and the naked Brett. Ugh. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's so so sweaty. It's that that comet heat. The comet heat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a humid heat. After the bulldozer uh, shoves Bubba's car into the truck stop, he shoots it with an RPG, and the machine gun opens fire, killing Bubba and several incredibly filthy, dirty men. I mean, yes. literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally filthy, dirty men. It's like they just crawled out of the coal mine for this. <laughs> yeah. Yellow hats on and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get off the oil rig. <laughs> Nothing fishy out there. My first stop will be right here at this truck stop. <laughs> in Wilmington. Wilmington, North Carolina. Everybody knows they got the best grits here. 
I love me a Dixie Boy burger. That Bill Robinson. <laughs> he sure can't cook. Uh, Wanda June grabs a bazooka, runs outside, and we get another, We made you! <laughs> uh, and then she is then mowed down. I, I swear, they used every squib in Hollywood on her. <laughs> Wanda June, she volunteered yeah. for it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, yeah, every squib goes off. Yeah, they're every all there. Squib. Yes. And she lets an RPG loose into a Miller truck. Uh, the horn then honks Morse code, which Deke interprets because Deke is immediately the interprets like the smartest oh, person. Code, <laughs> like I got a badge in that. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a weebelo. And horn honked Morse code. <laughs> he's got the, his weebelo badge. The trucks want someone to fuel them, and they turn the power back on. Uh, Bill goes out to fuel them. Assumes they won't kill him. They need us, right? We got a job to do. We then get some great lines. Uh, Bill, I'm going to go turn on the pumps. I hope none of them left home without their American Express cards. <laughs> Wink! <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like, boy, that was a mouthful of a line that fell on dead ears. <laughs> Bill walks up to the goblin truck and starts talking with it like they're old pals. Uh, exactly. I'm going to I'm gonna have to do some paraphrasing here. All right, you something. Tell all your friends to line up. I got the best something on the East Coast. You got that blank face? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just yep. like mean, mean talking to horse. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for yeah. him to go, whoa, whoa, calm down. Whoa. <laughs> and then, Bell's like, oh, sorry, go, sorry, go ahead. I was like, and then he and he and Brett go out and pump gas. We already know it's hot, but. They're just literally standing there pumping gas on, like, sweaty yeah. bullets. We, we get this huge montage of, of them all just pumping gas. Yeah, that's for, the for montage. What, what, feel, what feels like, like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, of just pumping gas. <laughs> so, yes, Hell's Bells is playing as several of them go out and take turns. Curtis has his backwards hat on because he's a cool guy now. Uh, Bill tells the trucks they've run out of fuel, so they, are, so they all start honking. Bill yells at them, and a tanker then pulls up to restock the fuel. Uh, see, Bill tells Bill that aliens sent the comet to act like a broom. They're interstellar house cleaners. I tell you, Bill and Brett are just ahead of all of this, Oz. Yeah, yeah, and Deke as well. Like, those three, yeah. they should just ditch them, go off, start a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got this comet and their alien overlords surrounded. Yeah. Um, surrounded with smarts. Bill then goes outside and blows up the machine gun with her grenade. Uh, as night falls, they all escape out of the same culvert drain that Deke came in on. Uh, as they do so, they watch the trucks just barrel into the truck stop, Oz. Yeah. Whole place comes down. We watch the bulldozer run over a car just like in Christine. Yes. Uh, the truck stop then explodes. The whole thing goes up. Just like uh, in Christine. Just like in Christine. <laughs> <laughs> they pass I wonder if Stephen King had seen that movie. <laughs> Probably not. Just a fever dream. Right. Sentient vehicles? I love that idea. <laughs> uh, you already wrote that book, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's got trucks, not a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is trucks. Like a milk truck. You ever seen a milk truck? <laughs> yeah, you, you did in that other movie. Steve. <laughs> God darn it! 
Uh, the group on foot passes a sign stating that they're a mile from the marina, so they're going with Bill's plan, Oz. They're going to go no. to Haven, where they don't allow the machines. Oh, my. Uh, the goblin truck drives by, too. Uh, let's see. The, the ice cream truck, truck comes up. Curtis and Brett shoot it. It explodes. As they load onto a sailboat, one of the other filthy men... Uh, sees a dead woman with her hand out the window. I, th I think it's I think it's Marla Maples actually, uh, with a big old diamond ring, and then we get that chirp 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 sound yeah. effect as the Goblin Mobile runs him over. Uh, Goblin, Bill shoots... he doesn't handle he doesn't handle thievery. No, no, he doesn't. He's he's got a he's got a strong moral compass. <laughs> Real strong. Yeah. So Bill blows it up with an RPG. Uh, they get on the boat. Uh, and then we get some post-text, Oz. Not only I do know. we get pre-text, we get post-text. Two, two days, one. Two days after, a large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian weather satellite, which happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and Class Four nuclear missiles. Approximately <laughs> six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of Rhea M, exactly as predicted. The survivors of the Dixie Boy are still survivors. Yeah, they are. We then go to credits as you shook me all night all night long place. Yeah. Winners win. <laughs> Don't do drugs. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Funk's Nancy Reagan. Winning, winning is fun. <laughs> 83. Uh, and then, folks, is 1986's Stephen King written and directed yeah. Maximum Overdrive. What a film, Oz. Yeah, it was a film. That, that it was. All right, hey, folks, at this point in the show, Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film in question, in this case, Maximum Overdrive. Oz, how would you rate this flick? Oh, my. I'm going to give this... <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a, a 18-wheeler. Eighteen. That works. I don't eight, know. An 18-wheeler. I was trying to go, like, should I give it a... Uh, who made you? We made two. I don't know. But no, I'm going with an 18-wheeler. Eight, it works perfectly. What do you got? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna give it 37. Curtis, are you dead? <laughs> are you dead? <laughs> are you dead? Yeah. So. Yeah. That works. Hey, next up, folks, we've got outside insight. Oz and I have been scouring the interweb, searching for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bones, and we hope they tickle yours as well. Hey, Oz, what's your outside insight? Uh, I have a five-star review left on Letterbox in May. By okay. by Max Bird, all one word, Max Bird. Max Bird. There's not a single capital letter in this writing. <laughs> My heart breaks that Stephen King never continued on as a director because, hey man, the guy is an auteur. <laughs> auteur. This ruled the soundtrack, the dialogue, the shots of the trucks. Anyone who thinks trucks suddenly becoming sentient wouldn't be absolutely terrifying is on something for sure, and I cannot help them. Interesting, too, that this allows for a story where technology is the killer, but takes place somewhere very rural. It is kind of wild that the two romantic leads in a movie like this have zero screen presence, but with such a stacked cast otherwise, it suddenly balances out. Also, very kind of them to name this movie after me a decade before I was even born. <laughs> it was really kind of them. Hmm. Five stars. Oh, yeah, good for them. It's a good thing. It's a good thing this stacked cast carried the load. Stacked cast, acting at its finest in this yeah. movie. 
The shots of the trucks ruled. <laughs> <laughs> Several reviews I came across were very similar in that, yeah. in that vein. Well, low-hanging fruit. They can't yeah. all be deeks. <laughs> can't all be geniuses like deeks. <laughs> That's true. They all can't make love like heroes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your outside insight? Oh, I think I'm going to throw a couple out here, Oz. Uh, here's a 10 out of 10 from uh, the Internet Movie Database from November 2017 by Bruce Guitarist. I don't review Bridget Jones's diary. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my thing, so I just leave it alone. If 80s cheese with ridiculous special effects and killer rock music is not your thing, walk away. Put the sound up and see some kick-butt trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think he actually said kick-butt. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't butt. I'm paraphrasing just a bit. Uh, here's another one from uh, Majid Hamad from February 2010. This is also a 10 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, I just don't believe it. People are giving higher stars for stupid sci-fi movies such as Dark Knight, The Matrix Trilogy, Trilogy, Blade Runner, and blah blah blah. Let's get straight to the point. Is Maximum Overdrive good or not? In my opinion, of course, it is not the best. Not a classic either, but it is a good movie to enjoy. I used to be a fan of Stephen King, so I really think this movie should be given at least six stars or higher. Ten stars. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a fan of the guy. I used to be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Way back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm going to do... Let's see, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna throw two more out there. All right. Uh, here's here's uh, Aldo nine one one from April of nineteen ninety nine. Ten out of ten. I I first saw this film when it was uh, when it first came out on video, probably nineteen eighty seven. I thought it was a good movie. I recently revisited because of my crush on Yardley Smith. The movie is one of Stephen King's best. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. This is. This is one of Stephen King's best movies. <laughs> yes, by definition. The, the crush on Yardley Smith is what, what I know, sticks like, with me there. Well, that's, that's a new one. Good. Yeah. I don't, good. Maybe maybe someone likes her voice. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. The guy loves Simpsons, obviously. <laughs> uh, one more. This is a one out of ten. Oh. This is from Peter Williamson from July 2007. Maximum Overdrive is no doubt the worst movie I've ever seen. All caps. This movie is a Nazi. There are millions of movies that are 20 times better than this. <laughs> Emilio Estevez would be looking back at it and crying. This is the worst movie in all eternity. <laughs> millions of movies. Millions of movies, 20 times better. Right, right. Exactly 1 million and exactly 20 times better. Yeah, I counted. <laughs> Emilio Estevez would be looking back at crying. <laughs> yeah. I bet he is. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot, yeah, I pulled a lot of outside insights for this one. There, this was there was a treasure trove. For yes, this movie. I had quite a few to choose from as well. But I really like the guy that's like, and they named it after me and before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Overdrive the Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Max Bird. Maximum Overdrive Bird. I come from a long line of overdrives. <laughs> Right, and I am the best. I, it's an old family name, going back to the hills. Maximus Overdrive. <laughs> hey, folks, it's that point of the show you've all been waiting for. Our signature segment, the 321, in which Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one huh. And we had to narrow it down to one huh yes. for this movie, Oz. So, hey, we're talking about Maximum Overdrive. Oz, what are your three goods? My first one is we get 
opening and closing text. <laughs> I know. We get a double dose of on yes. text. Like, there's a lot of times where I watched this movie and I thought, you know, I'd rather be reading. And this movie delivered on that. It too. just does it for you. don't have to read the Stephen King story. He right. put it on screen for you. Either. Yeah, and it starts and ends with words. So you're technically <laughs> reading. Yeah. Uh, my second... There's a titular line. There is a titular line. I almost spoiled it earlier and I got myself. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I don't remember, but they, <laughs> Brett just looks out into the parking lot because they've reached maximum overdrive. And I'm like, you know, some movie, like, to be fair, most movies have titular lines somewhere. Like, Rudy. Okay, it's named after, like, they say his <laughs> name. You they know. never say his name in the whole movie. Right. You know, Goonies. You know, but it's like, I don't count those as titular lines because. Yes. Like, they they fit normally. Mm-hmm. But this was, they mentioned the words maximum overdrive in the movie one time. Yeah. And the same with Dead Zone. Like, you've reached a dead zone. Like, it's just, there's something about the delivery of a titular line that you just know <laughs> it's a titular line. <laughs> so that's my second one. And thank that's you for spoiling yep. it. Uh, my third good is that opening bridge scene was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Like, they really, like... I'll give Stephen King a little bit of props. The first third of the movie to maybe half of the movie, granted, goofy, but fun. Yeah. It really was a lot of fun. Like, watching all the different machinery, like, just mow down humans Mm -hmm. um, was was fun to watch. And then we got to the truck stop. So so those are my three goods. Mm -hmm. And those are three excellent good ads. What do you got? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with my first one. Uh, the the second rate uh, psycho chirp 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 <laughs> sound every time like someone was about to die. It's like that. <laughs> I, I love like it. Cheap alarm clock went off. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that yeah. sound effect that they laid in several yeah. times in the movie. Uh, my second good will be Giancarlo's being electrocuted acting. <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito, great actor. You know, he's, he plays a great villain these days in several things. Uh, rumored to possibly be a Professor X in the MCU. How, however, his, his acting of being electrocuted, subpar. Um, although, it's it, fun, subpar. Yes. Uh, my, 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 my last good will be, uh, I'll just go with Wanda June. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wanda, Wanda, Wanda June and her shoulder acting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Acting Wanda. is like dancing. It's all in the shoulders. Wanda June. <laughs> Wanda June. It bit me. <laughs> well, that's my last good. Hey, Oz, what are, what are your two bads? Well, I alluded to it just a couple of moments ago, yep. but the first half of this movie was a lot of fun. The second half is just It gets boring. dull. It gets dull. Yeah, I mean, how many minutes do we need of, of them, like, talking smack to inanimate object, objects and pumping gas? Yeah, it was just, it was boring. And... Mm-hmm. It, it, it was really nothing around it. It was just boring. And my second one, and this is this is more of like a tongue-in-cheek bad. Um, the group of stressed-out characters was just more comedic than it was empathetic. Like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't feel for anybody in this movie. Even though they didn't do anything to deserve what was happening to them, it just, they were so bad at what they do that it was just fun. Like, you didn't, like, oh, I hope they can escape. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't yeah, care who cares? Yeah, I just didn't care. And so it was, that's, I guess, I don't know if that was the goal, was to make you feel for these characters and hope that they survive, but 
It didn't Who work. Cares? That's my that's my second bad, I guess. Yeah. Maybe Deke. You kind of want you're I, yeah. I, you're root for Deke, but the other is whatever. Yeah, just as a kid and as a, and the only one using his head. So yeah, for sure. So what are your two bads? My two bads. I'm gonna start with. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of movies like this. You know, like the more southern the character is, like the, like the badder the bad guy he is. Yeah. And it's it's I I we could really get into some real legit like psychosocial commentary if we really wanted to here, but like you know the southern man is the bad guy. Yeah. Like it's it really does kind of feed into some stereotypes here, um, and yeah, just come on, like right. like 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 the deeper the drawl, the better the man. Like it, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do that. Like boss no. hog and yeah, you know whatever the guy, the guy owns Porky's. Yeah, it, it's kind of similar to like the, like you know like the drawl equals like 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 a lack of intelligence, which again yeah. pl- plays right. out in. In, in society and politics today, and yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, so that's my, my that's my first bad, and my other bad is Laura Harrington as Brett. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. just not not a good actor. No, uh, and, and she's the. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was just gonna tack on the relationship building between the two of them. No, thank you. The vibes that she was giving me with the Brett character was a lot like, and I don't even remember the character's name. But, like, the female lead in Tremors. Sure. Like, it's like, okay, you're there, but you really don't serve a whole lot of a purpose, and nobody would miss you if you were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brett just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree, 100%. <laughs> She's just there to tell the hero, or to tell Emilio Estevez he makes love like a hero. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she's made love to a lot of heroes. <laughs> they have, many of them were wearing capes. Yep. <laughs> Capes and body armor. <laughs> or Halloween costumes at the least. Yeah. <laughs> Are you some kind of superhero? No, I just got back from Spirit Halloween. <laughs> this is uh this is Comic-Con, Brett. <laughs> I don't care. You look like a hero to me. <laughs> Comic-Con Charlotte. <laughs> She just goes from Comic Con to Comic Con, <laughs> travels the country. <laughs> she's, got like, she's got like a spreadsheet. <laughs> Ooh, Charlotte, North Carolina is coming up. Charlotte Con. There's going to be right. lots, lots of heroes there. I bet they all make love like heroes. <laughs> Are I you a daredevil? Car- you make love like a hero. I got to hydrate and carbo load before this Comic Con. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> So those those are my bads, Oz. What do you got for your huh? Why didn't Curtis's car revolt? <laughs> True. Yeah. Like, every other piece of automotive machinery seemed to have taken over except Curtis's nope, nope, car. Not, not their car. It's it it already it already killed itself because of just being in the same vicinity as them. I guess. Like I was thinking that not only right away, because I thought maybe this is like a over time, they kind of come to, but really in that scene when, when the truck is chasing them down the highway, and I'm like, why are you able to drive and control your car? So that's my huh. It's pr- it was it was probably a foreign car. True. Like a Honda or a Toyota. Yeah, that makes sense. Or <laughs> it, from a different planet yeah. that wasn't <laughs> caught in the comet. Maybe <laughs> the comet, the, the the cloud for the comet hadn't hit Japan yet, so it wasn't impacting Japanese-made imports. True, true, it makes sense. <laughs> Ch- I, my out. original, huh, was 
are we to assume that all machineries are inherently evil? Because once they became sentient, they all hated man. Like, yeah. I'm envisioning somebody, thankfully they didn't show it in the movie, in like a, like a powered wheelchair, <laughs> just <laughs> losing. <laughs> like, <laughs> just that kind of scenario of like, what other kinds of machines could we have seen take on a personality? Mm-hmm. But no, the one I'm going with is why didn't Curtis's car revolt? That, that's a good one. That is good. There's not a whole lot of logic there. What's yours? Oh, God, there's so many to pick from. Um, how I much... didn't think so. I thought this movie was tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much force is needed to dent the human skull with a soda can? Seven. Seven. Seven forces. Yep. <laughs> yep. Seven. It says on the back of the can. Yeah. Seven up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that was a big dent that it left in that oh, guy's yeah, head. It, it crushed his skull. And it, I, I just, I love the like the literal soda can dent, yep, like yep. like that it put in there. Yeah, it left the divot that you yeah. know, like the, the hollowed out, like semicircle portion of it. Yeah, the dome. And it was clearly the bottom of the can because he didn't see any evidence of the tab. Oh yeah, there was no tab there. Yeah, it pure, purely came out straight from the bottom. Would it matter if it was like Coke or Pepsi or like diet or like caffeine free? Nope, they all have the same kind of can. Same kind of can. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, hey, that's that's my haw for maximum overdrive, and that's it. Uh, that's that's eighty six's maximum overdrive. We've got one more movie to cover for Stephen King Month. We do. Uh, and we're going to just fast forward three short years to arguably one of the more popular Stephen King movies. We're going to cover 1989's Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. the lore for this movie has come back the last couple of years. Yeah, it really has. Uh, it's a solid film. I really like this movie. Um, there's holes, don't get me wrong. And yeah. I, out of all the Stephen King movies, I probably quote this one the most. Um, just because I love to say things as Judd. No, not, as uh, yeah, Judd, yeah, Judd, Judd, Judd Crane. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Fred Gwynn. I uh, I love the. Oh yeah, Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. Dead is better. <laughs> you don't. Oh, we do get back to Maine, I believe. You, you don't want to bury a boy up there. Not <laughs> <laughs> nope, the not burial ground. <laughs> what you put into the ground isn't what'll come out. <laughs> ground, the ground's sour. Sour, it's gone sour. <laughs> I, uh, I, I could make an argument. And I'm not. I'll probably forget by the time we record next week that uh, the judge's the real villain in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you could make that argument. He's the one uh, who kind of pushes what's his face to to take the action. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis, like, Lewis uh, yeah, yeah. Let me show you where you can bury your bury your cat, and it'll come back to life. And then, uh, don't, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do the thing I just encouraged you to do. <laughs> I'll help you do it. But uh, I'll pair you by your own. So, I'll, go, yeah. I'll go into this more next week, but uh, the filming locations of this movie are almost entirely within 20 minutes of, of uh, my spouse's family camp up, in, up near Bangor. Nice. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, we are back in Maine. Stephen King's, Stephen King's vacation in North Carolina is over. Uh, no, I, I do. I sick, like sick, sick of that clammy comet heat. <laughs> right. He's been released from the tail of the comet. <laughs> um, I think this movie holds up. I really do like this film. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
This movie does hold up and well. not even returned from the dead related, but one of these has a character in this movie that is responsible for multiple nightmares of my nightmares of my youth. Would it be, was it Zelda? Yes. Yes. I am not team Zelda. She still creeps me out to this day. But you get those me, like those, those gifts where she's like running at the camera. Oh, nope. Shivers down <laughs> me. Fine. Can't handle it. Yeah. Well, we will be back next week to cover pet cemetery. The original, not the remake. I haven't even seen the remake. Um, yeah, but we're going to cover the original. And not the sequel, Pet Cemetery 2, with Eddie Furlong and <laughs> and uh, Clancy Brown. Have you seen this cat? It's a, That's a fun movie, too, though. Mary Lambert directed it. She directed the original Pet Cemetery and the sequel. Hmm. So, female-directed movie coming at us. Uh, yeah, so Pet Cemetery for next week. Social media-wise, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, X... <laughs> sure but to to access x you still go to twitter.com so yeah. that makes <laughs> whatever makes sense you know yeah. it's x why, re- why 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 change your branding on something that clearly is known worldwide well i think he just changed it to x is because his plan is i want this to be the social media outlet you all used to go to <laughs> it's your x <laughs> He's been u- using <laughs> he's been using Brand X. Brand X. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's a link down to Patreon down below. And we appreciate this. We we're, that was episode 103. Look it at was. That. Yeah. We're already three percent to our next century milestone. All right. So for let's talk about flicks. I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. We'll see you guys next week with Pet Cemetery.